Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it's the 20th of February. Oh, yeah. 2024. Yeah, it is. We got a lot of uh, good things happening. We're late. We're late. Well, it's my fault, I guess. Somehow we had a computer malfunction. Well, that's not your fault if it's a computer malfunction. It's the computer's fault. Something wasn't right there. Ever since we went to, when I changed it, and I, I don't know, I, I, something, the, nothing was happy. Nothing was talking correctly, and, well, we're here now, so let's just get things on Things are it, fickle. Things are, yeah, it's, it's true. It's a miracle it works at all, so <laughs> I would say. It is a miracle that we can actually walk and talk and. Yeah, you're in Florida, I'm in <laughs> California. This actually works. Yep. Well, let's talk about some of the things that are going on, some of the things that may be, well, I think frightening as hell, by the way. AI dating coaches are now coming. Now, what does that even mean? Well, there's a lot going on with this whole thing. What it means is there's this new AI thing. All these poor schlubs that can't get a date are now hooking up with this opportunity to try <laughs> to get a uh, a mate. They weren't. They could. They they can barely talk as it is. They can't communicate yeah. with the opposite sex or the same sex or the non-sex. I can't guess. look a girl in the eyes. Can't if you can't it. look a girl in the eyes, you're never going to get a date. Yep. Marcus Plunge then rebound nicely over the last week, although today was a different story entirely. After uh, a day off for President's Day, which uh, I find interesting what is open and what is closed on President's Day. It's strange. Uh, AI is buying AI stuff. Cure for Frostbite is out. And amazing, amazing Amazon. See the news tonight about Amazon? No, what? Ah, great news. Amazon, hold on to your hat, John. Amazon is going to be replacing Walgreens in the Dow Industrial 30. Yeah, no, I did hear that. No, that's pretty good big for them. news. That's big news. Yeah, it's a rite of passage. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a, it's it's. They're Alan, updating the Dow all the time. I know, but well, and, and now it's much more like, you know, what's the point? We I used would, to have. You know, di- I wish somebody would put together an index of old Dow. Oh, the old Dow, like the, the steel old, companies, let's, let's the, the chemical Dow from companies, nineteen fifties. What was in it? And as best you can, a lot of these companies are gone. But for, as the best you can, put together an index of the 1950 Dow. So let's see what the what was in the Dow. I wonder if I could find that. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. What was in the Dow in 1950? Is that online? You think? Uh, I'm looking. I'm it sure it is. Be that hard to recreate the uh, old Dow from the 50s? That would be fascinating. That'd be a newsletter that people could I, sell. I don't think. I don't think that uh, historical composed of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, let's go. I got the 30s. I got the 30s. I got 76, 59. Good. American Can Company. Are they even around it? I don't think so. American Can. Well, you could, you could do the merger. If they merged or got bought by somebody, you could just well, swap that out. It wouldn't be that difficult. What Stan, else? Uh, Sears and Roebuck. Oh, brother. Mm-hmm. Goodyear Tyrone. I think Robert. we're in a massive depression. International Harvester. How about this one? John's Manville Corporation. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Eastman Kodak. F.W. Woolworth. This is a 
This is grounds for bankruptcy being in the Dow Jones, it seems. Wow. Yep. United Aircraft Corporation. What is that? I, I, I don't even know. What United that is. Aircraft. Who is that? International Nickel Company. Anaconda wow. Car Copper Mining Company. What else do we have? Oh, we should put, we should do this <laughs> ourselves. How do you, what do you, what, what? this is too interesting. This would, if this, if they didn't swap these companies out to make things look good, we'd be in a massive depression based on the Dow. It's yeah. got to be down. It'd be in the toilet. Half these companies are broke. How about, let's go a little bit further back. 1950, no, 50, 1939, American Can Company was still in it. General Foods, General Electric, General Motors. Goodyear well, International fine. Harvester, same names. Lowe's Theater Incorporated. National Distillers. The Texas Company. National What's, Distillers. That's a good company. What's the Texas Company? What'd they do? It says the Texas Company. The Texas Company. I'm it's got to be oil. It's got to be oil, right? It's got to be oil. Yeah. 1932. Same company. Same stuff. Chrysler, Borden, Liggett and Myers, National Cash Register Company. Poor fellas. Radio Corporation, RCA, Radio Corporation of America. Cool stuff. That was fun. Little trip down memory lane. I like it. Let's go to the markets. Japan really, really, really pumping the risk assets. They actually got a deal now. Not only does the government decide that, hey, you know what? It's probably a good idea that we just really pump up the assets because we're getting money so cheap because we're issuing it so cheaply. Yeah. And uh, let's just buy some of the stocks inside of the Japanese Nikkei up at a 40-year high. Still not an all-time high, which is frightening on its own. That that It was that long of a time that the Nikkei has been languishing. Yeah, ever since they, yeah, when the Japanese kind of fiddled with it and, and it zigged when they should have zagged. Ever since, ever since we all acknowledged the fear of Japan Inc., the fear. Yeah, that was in the mid '80s when the when the fear reached reached its peak. The, the 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 idea that corporations would have their employees out on the tarmac in the morning doing exercises. Remember that? Yeah, we have to copy everything the Japanese do. We have to do, do that. Killing us. We don't want to do it, but we have to do it. And they're buying up everything. They bought up Pebble Beach and they bought up Rockefeller Center. Remember all that? Japan My is favorite thing about Rockefeller, yeah, they bought all kinds. Of, well, they never bought Pebble Beach, I don't think, but they uh, they tried to. But Rockefeller Center is my favorite one because they bought Rockefeller Center, and then after a number of years when the things were turning around on them, they literally walked. They didn't even sell it. That's it? Went back to the owners, yeah. previous owners. They just, I don't know what, what, what happened. I went to the banks. I don't know what... That's a good question, what, what happened to it. But they, they just said, no, we're out of here. And they just walked. They didn't even try to sell it or do anything with it. They just, they, they, it was costing, they were, they were bleeding so much money that they couldn't take it. And they just walked. Wow. Maybe the government of the United States said, enough, get out. Well, somebody said, get out. I think it was our bankers. China's government is uh, making big moves with money. They're doing a lot of, uh, well, copying, I guess, I guess copying Japan. Latest problem uh, they have there, though, in China, which is really disrupting their economy, is lying flat. You ever hear that before? We're going to lie flat? Uh, I probably did. New term. New, a relatively new term. And whoops, an extra zero makes it, in its, it to its way 
to an earnings report that skyrockets a stock only to be reversed by a mistake that the CEO CFO had to clean up during the conference call. During the conference call. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yep. So let's uh, let, let's talk about some of the, the the obvious elephant in the room conversation that's going along going along everywhere. I guess it's very it's pervasive. It's uh, everybody wants to understand more about it because that's all that we could think about is oh my god where is inflation and uh, just as fast as it came up is going to come down and we're going to be out of all this trouble. Markets going to continue on their merry way. And we saw that U.S. CPI last week came out hot, right? We know that. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. PPI came out on last Friday just as hot. Previous yeah, 300% five, over the prediction. Yeah, it's a lot. Core PPI rose 0.5%. The consensus was for an increase of 0.1%. And the prior number was revised slightly down. So so you can adjust ever so slightly the, the, the negative one from zero. So you could take off on this one, too, because it's a comparative month over month, right? So maybe, okay, it's not 0.5, it's 0.4 when we're looking comparatively. Still, this is a, a big message that was released here that says, you know what? Inflation may not be as contained as was thought. And that you and I talked about this many times. Yeah, all the time. That, that the delusion, <laughs> is that the right word? The delusion of some of these investors that think that they that 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 based on a, a model that I don't know they dreamed up that the Fed is going to cut seven times that stock should be just ramping higher and if in fact the data doesn't necessarily bear out that the seven times is correct so it's only three times oh the hell with it we'll find another reason why to be bullish. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm this not. Bar- the I'm not. Ba- the I'm, not- I'm convinced that's the theme for the year. Which is what? What's the hell with it? So they're going to just ignore everything and, and uh, yeah. pump, 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 pump. I would tend to agree. I mean, there's nothing really. I mean, today was an ugly day for many of the tech stocks, uh, super microcomputer, which SMCI, which was up. I don't know every day recently in a totally parabolic vertical move where you knew it was going to get crushed. Got crushed the last couple of days. Uh, NVIDIA came down pretty sharply. AMD came down. The entire semiconductor complex came down pretty hard over the last couple of days. And um, then we get like a Palo Alto Networks, which in uh, we own a small, very small piece of it in one of our portfolios, which has done very, very well for a while. Yeah, it's down 20% I've kind of like them. You like them? Yeah. I, I met with the CEO years ago and, had a long chat. They have a really, you know, a solid, uh, some solid thinking. Yeah, this, the the management is good. The products are good. So, yeah. um, nothing to complain about. But down twenty percent after hours. Hmm. On a not such a great. I would say buying opportunity. Could be. Could be. I'll put it on the game. So, oh, there you go. P A N W is the symbol, by the way. So the significant message from the report that came out on Friday that. We have to include the last several indicators, inclusive of wage growth, inclusive of expectations of inflation, all the things that are going on, the wealth effect of the stock market, the um, spending numbers that we've seen, is that uh, 
the the unexpectedly high January CPI report, which we saw, uh, is you know whether or not uh, even with the seasonal adjustments, whether or not markets can look past this. The the Fed though, I, I can't I can't imagine a circumstance unless they're so perverted. And I don't mean sexually, but just, you know, twisted. That they feel that they can rule and run and change on a dime the economy. If they believe that they could do anything more than just be patient in where they are at this point, they've lost their marbles. So... Yeah, I'm not going to argue. March is pretty much off the table now for a rate cut. So anybody that was planning on, I don't know, refinancing, whatever's going on, not going to happen. We did have some market hysteria last week. On Tuesday when that CPI number came out, everybody's like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Market's saying 2%, uh, excuse me, the Russell 2000 saying 4%. We talked about this a little bit last week. Russell's uh, saying 4% on Tuesday. Settled 1.1% higher for the week. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, that yeah, I agree. Said another way, you would have to get, doing some math here, bear with me for a second. If you took $100 and you lost 4%, you're down to 96, right? You're down to $96. You take right. 96 times 1.0, yeah, you're going to get about 5%. Times 1.05. Yeah. So you'd have to come up with about uh, over 5% in a matter of three days <laughs> to make up for that. And they did. Five and a half. Actually, it was 6%. It's like watching Bitcoin. It's unbelievable. Now, the S&P declined just 0.4% for the week, but the equal weighted S&P 500 actually jumped 0.7%. That's because the What's what you could read between the lines right there is this, or what that's telling you. That's kind of like a, a map. So let me read it back to you and tell you what it means. So when people hear it in the future, they understand it. So the Russell 2000, the small caps, sank 4%, but finished the week up 1.1%. The market cap weighted, or the S&P 500 that relies more heavily on the uh, on the mega caps, was down 0.4% for the week. But the S&P that is equal weighted, which equal weights the large and the small, just the same, was up 0.7. Meaning that the rush, for whatever reason, into small cap was really pronounced. There was a rotation, selling the big caps, and running into the, 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 the not the high quality names. Hmm. We also saw a below consensus retail sales report for January, an unexpected drop in in jobless claims to 212,000, the initial jobless claims, hotter than expected PPI for January. Two-year note was about 15 basis points higher. And the uh the um the the 10-year finished the week at 4.3%, up 11 basis points. So the market's we're having none of that in terms of, even though they managed to somehow miraculous, miraculously pull up by the end of the week, it was pretty ugly there for a while. And the reason uh, for a lot of that was due to the fact that 
bond, bond yields really came up pretty strong. In Japan, Japan now, the regulators are inching closer to allowing venture capital firms and other investment funds to hold digital assets directly. The and what prime, does that mean? So the prime minister agreed to submit a revised bill. Uh, he approved the text of a bill on February 16th that seeks to partially amend the country's industrial competitiveness well competitiveness enhancement act, which is CEA. They're, they're not they're not that good with the acronyms. CEA. It should have been like, you know, uh, to total enhancement act. It would be T or something. You know, um, what they're gonna do is. What the, what the bill really states is that, quote, measures will be taken to add crypto assets to the list of assets that can be acquired and held by investment limited partnerships. So what they're going to do is they're going to allow this and it's going to be an opportunity for maybe some pension funds, maybe the sovereign wealth funds, maybe individuals to actually buy cryptocurrencies inside of an investment vehicle. So I'm running a big investment operation and I can't find any hard investments. I have to start investing in what I would consider pure speculative uh, products. Now, why do you have to ruin the party? I'm just asking. It's, it's obviously. So, they, so the guys running these big funds they haven't got enough wherewithal to actually go out and find solid investments for these for these folks. They can't I, do it. Anymore. I don't even know. I don't even know why they're doing this and what the problem was to begin with. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know what what the whole point is. The, the, the country is in a technical recession. Um, both the UK and Japan entered a recession this week two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. And Japan's stock market's on fire. United UK stock market's on fire. And here we are, Germany, you know, lousy growth, but it's the third largest stock market or third largest economy in the world right now. And they're busy trying to get cryptocurrencies into limited partnerships. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. This is dumb. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, it's somebody who knows, well, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of cryptocurrencies, but uh, uh, it just seems like it's a little late in the, I'd say a little late in the game. Uh, they might get lucky. I, I don't know. But, again, I don't know what the point is. I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I agree. It's pointless. I don't understand the whole point. Over to China, a little bit uh, staying on the in the Far East. China's southern province of Hainan moved to cut down payment ratios for some first-time homebuyers. It's a big thing. Here we have banks that usually regulate what the down payment is according to the need to protect themselves from uh, someone buying a house with like zero down and walking away, not paying, right? Right, of course. So, so there is a little bit more government centralized, but in the government of what those down payments are going to be, and they utilize it as a tool to expand or contract the uh, housing market. So, minimum down payments for first homes was cut to twenty percent from twenty five percent, 
Well, that's not a bad idea anyway. Yeah. The ratio for five percent is a bit much. It's a lot. If you if you want to buy a secondary home, you have to have thirty percent. Well, I don't know why that is, but okay. Well, they it's it's they don't want know, they, the Chinese are speculative. Right. We always have to remember the Chinese are naturally speculative. Mm-hmm. They love gambling. That's why it's illegal in the country. You have to go to Macau to go gambling, because uh, which means it's a trip. Uh, the Chinese are love gambling. Have you been to Macau? Oh, you know, it's a, one of my irksome places I've never been. Oh. I've been to Hong Kong like 10 times and I've been all over China and I've just never gone to Macau and I'm not absolutely sure why. You're halfway there over in California. Get up and go. I know. And then it's like a place I'm sure I'd be, you know, it's, it's a Portuguese colony. So it's going to have that look of Lisbon which every Portuguese, I noticed this uh, was in Brazil once. And I know the first time I went to Lisbon, I said, Gee, this is very familiar. This reminds me of Sao Paulo in some funny way, especially downtown. So yeah, when the Portuguese went and colonized, they made everything in the world look like Lisbon. You know what? You get a ticket and get over there. I will meet you there. That is a promise. Oh yeah? Yep. Well, you want to do a weekend in Macau? Surely. You get it going. I have some uh, c- contacts that would probably make the trip fun. And I know you. You'll get a suit. You'll get a suit <laughs> I made. definitely get a You're suit. you get a suit made. I know you. Yeah, I, got, I don't even wear suits, <laughs> but I keep getting suits. <laughs> More on China. China's market opened after long lunar New Year with uh, a bit of a thud. Now, I don't know if anybody is out there, but if you live in the San Francisco area, and I hope you've done this. Did you go to Chinatown yet for Chinese New Year? I've been to Chinese New Year in Chinatown. One time I got a, kind of a backstage pass. Yeah. How great. Great. It's, it's, yeah. It's not as great as it used to be in the olden days when they were throwing, when firecrackers were flying everywhere. Right. Now they're just throwing the firecrackers in the Waymos. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Let's, hey, it's Chinese New Year. Let's blow up a self-driving car. Why don't we? <laughs> More in China. So, okay, China still looks to be directly buying into the markets to prop it up. We saw that. Reports about pre-pandemic level spending on goods and travel during the Lunar New Year, which is uh, out, which didn't really lift the mood very much. The markets, even though there was a very strong buy and you could see which particular buy patterns were going on in the buy programs, that it appears was related to government buying, you know, program buying. Uh, yeah. still didn't really do a lot to really pop markets. People are still sore, still a little sore. And and, and they're getting very lazy. You know, China was always, I, China, Japan, a, a, a country of busy workers. Didn't you always have that vision? People were trying to work, make a living, upward mobility, all that, Right. Yeah, and they also made it, uh, even when they weren't working, they tried to look busy. Well, there's a new term. Maybe not terribly new, but new, I think, to many people. It's called lie flat. It's a Chinese term to describe people who work just enough to afford to spend their time on what they enjoy. Oh, well, they, got the, they got the Western bug. <laughs> Although uh, there is no data on how many young Chinese people opting out of corporate jobs that they traditionally would have. The youth jobless rates, because remember something, once the jobless rate of youth was consistently in the 20% range, 20 plus range, uh, 
China stopped reporting on the economic data point. Yeah, because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. The youth of China don't want to work. They want to lie flat. Want to lie flat. You know what? I'm going to get up. Maybe I'll go over and bag some groceries. Come home. Have a little soup. <laughs> if I feel like going back, I'll, I'll go back. If not, maybe I'll just hang out at home. Gonna lie flat. That's yeah, the they don't know what to do about it. Yep. Meanwhile, as markets hit or move close to all-time highs, the UK has, and Japan, as I mentioned, uh, both fell into recession at the end of last year. Now, Germany's the number th three biggest economy. I mentioned that. The euro area expected to avoid a downturn, supposedly. The EU is still seeing um, the block growing slower than initially forecast this year. In Australia, the unemployment rate climbed to its highest level in two years. So then we turn all the way back, come all the way back, and we look at the U.S. saying, damn, things are good over here. Once again, the country that has the economic 25% of the world's economy is the United States. That's pretty impressive. Sounds good to me. The Magnificent Seven surpassed some key number that they were bigger than just about every stock market capitalization in the world. Yeah. In other words, they're bigger than Japan, they're bigger than Germany, they're bigger than Italy. Yeah, they're, bigger they're big. Than, yeah, they're big. So that, that's But they're big. They're, I mean, those companies are big. Yeah, they're big. They're, they're countries within themselves. What did we yeah. see last week that Amazon employs 1.5 million? We were both like, what? Yeah, I know. We were both okay. kind of surprised. Huh? Yeah. So now with that, with all this good news, with all the things that we've heard, with all the excitement about the Fed seven times, and oh no, three times, and inflation picking up its ugliness again, and the market's just you know, cruising along so nicely, Goldman Sachs is lifting their year-end target for the S&P 500 to 5,200, which is a 5% upside from here. Well, it's going to go farther than that. Well, previously projected 5,100 in January. So last month, they had 5,100. Okay, so let's, let's, do, let's just do the extrapolation. It's 4,700 in December. They upped it 400 in January. Now they upped it another 100. So by June, they will have it up to, let's say, six more. It'll be up to 58. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, so it'll be over six by the end of the year. However. But doesn't this also tell us that even within a few days or a month or week, out to when the time is that they are projecting, that they have no idea what's going on, no ability to project out more than maybe a month, and just keeping tight to current levels? And why the hell would anybody believe any of these predictions, except for one thing? They could have the power to actually make the predictions come true. That's something to consider. Well, they could push it anyway. So, but do we buy this? For some this? reason, I'm reminded of global warming, but continue. How, why, why is that? I think they can make the predictions come true. Maybe. It's been cold. They don't know what they're here. talking about. It's 50 degrees this morning down here. Although, what was it? Yeah, but we've had a terrible, terrible, terrible winter in terms of cloud cover and rain, and our rain down here is just ridiculous. 
been ra- getting rained on. Well, we're having good rain out here, but we have, this is a cycle in California. I can tell you what's going to happen next year. I knew this weather was going to be like this this year because it was that way last year. We all, These things are, I consider a two and a half year cycle. When we get a bunch of rain, it happens. It always happens the next year. And then the third year looks like it's going to happen. It almost happens again. And then we go right back into a drought. Mm. I've seen it over and over and over again. I saw it reminds me of the snow era. We had snow, I think it was in 72 or 73. It snowed. It snowed on the freeway. It was literally snowing in the San Francisco Bay Area. And the next year it snowed again. Same thing, two years in a row. And then the third year, I remember, because I was in the air pollution district and I was driving around and there was a snow cloud because there were very obviously a snow cloud coming over to snow on us for the third year in a row. Never happened. And it hasn't snowed since. Yeah. But we were going to have an ice age. Well, we were actually in the 70s. We were going to have an ice age. People are hysterical about that. Yeah. People get hysterical. People love to just find some alternative reality to bite into because they just can't go along with the flow. You got to worry about things. I guess so. If there's nothing to worry about, what happens? It's it's just total debauchery and just, just, just crazy. Nice meal with your family. Have some good glass of wine. New SEC rules. U.S. regulators will begin requiring hedge funds to confidentially share more information about their investment strategies. Huh? New rules approved uh, last Thursday require firms to provide more details to watchdogs, including on their investments, borrowing, and counterparty exposure. Uh, why, 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 what's that about? You, wh- what's the point? What's the point? I mean, if they're trying to hide stuff, they're going to hide stuff anyway. But I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to go totally the other end of the wow. Maybe the regulators want to get some inside information. What do you think about that? Yeah, sounds right. Mm-hmm. And they can do some trading or give it to their uh, wives yeah. and get an off- offshore account in the Bahamas or the or the Cayman Islands or, or someplace or and Pelosi. do some trading. And Pelosi? Who's going to know? Yeah. I mean, we've seen this kind of thing happen that there's just a slap on, not even a slap on the wrist, not even a slap on the wrist. You know, they're just told, I'm sorry, uh, we're going to do better. And maybe the person voluntarily resigns. That's what happened with the Fed. Nothing else. Oh, he was trading? Wait, during major decisions? During blackout periods? It's not supposed to happen, but okay. Disgorgement? No. Repayment? No. Penalties? Nope. Jail time? Definitely not. Gotta love that. No, but they'll put Martha Stewart in jail. Martha Stewart, that, that, that terrorist. (laughs) That stock terrorist. What a bad individual. It's amazing. All right, shall we? Uh, let's talk about AI news. AI dating services already making their way into the hands of millions of single people. OpenAI and other apps helping people write and craft their conversations with ChatGPT or other AI. So I thought, eh, let me try uh, it. You're going to test this let's out. Let's try it. Let's try it. So I, so I wrote, this is what I wrote, I, what I typed in. My input into chat GPT. I said, write a text message to someone named John to let them know that I'm really interested in getting to know them more and maybe a casual date. 
So the, uh, we don't have the smiley faces that actually happened, but he said, uh, hey, John, exclamation point, question mark. Oh, that was a smiley face. I've enjoyed our chats. I would love to get to know you better. How about grabbing coffee or doing something casual together with a smiley face? Let me know, exclamation point, with a smiley face. That's. Boy, that's. Pri- oh, I'm stunned by the by the professionalism of that note. I'll be right over. Uh, there's a company called Your Move AI. It's an AI dating tool that offers a range of services such as drafting messages, analyzing conversations, and evaluating users' dating app profiles. What is evaluating conversations? How does that even work? So what it does is I think it will go you out. You have to and- tap the phone and have a chat with some woman, and she says oh, and she says one thing or another, and then the thing analyzes what's her reaction. or uh, what Maybe she's being friendly. She's being forward. She doesn't like you. Change your tone. Try this. What is it in real time? If it's not in real time, what good is it? Well, because sometimes when you chat, you're not chatting live. I mean, there are. Oh, chat. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, chatting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't figure it out. Yeah. Riz, R I Z Z. You don't know what get lost means, I guess. Right, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, F off. What What is she saying? <laughs> Riz, R I Z Z, is an AI dating assistant. Amori uses AI to analyze the user's entire WhatsApp or iMessage chat history with any person in their contacts list. The chatbot, which is built atop OpenAI models, use the chat logs to rank the relationship in areas like compatibility, communication, sexiness, and more. Even going so far as to guess each person's attachment style. which I don't know what an attachment style is, do you? I, I, I you know... It, what this sounds like to me, this sounds like a, not a dating tool. This sounds like a sales tool. Yeah, that's what it is. Now, here's the problem. I mean, what is the meaning of attachment style? Attachment styles form when we're still babies. Attachment, attachment, th- attachment theory tells us that the emotional attachments we form with our primary caregivers in infancy can influence our interpersonal, interpersonal relationship later in life. There's here, here's these styles. The styles is this is the kind of thing you hear in sales seminars when they yeah. when they give you quadrants. A, when quadrants. Yeah. So the problem with all this, in my opinion, is you do all this great stuff. You wow them. You analyze the stuff. You put back the exact perfect response every single time, and then you get to that point where you're going to do that in person date. And you're like, hello. <laughs> I'm a, I don't know what you thought, but I'm a, actually a big dud. Yeah, the, yes, my knuckles do drag on the floor, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, there uh, is that. That has to be a problem. Uh, all right, Airlines, we had a late Friday announcement. Carl Icahn. God, this guy is still going. I can't believe he's even alive. 88 years old, still kicking it hard. Press for uh, seats on JetBlue. Now, not seats on the plane, but on the board of directors. Yeah. So he got two. two. He got two. Yeah. He bought about 10% of the company. And uh, this was late afternoon on Friday, which was interesting. Stock was up I about- I don't think 10% of the company warrants two board seats. Well, everybody else does. Let's see what this says. Well, he that's because everyone else thinks that he's going to be able to jack the price of the that, stock that's, up That's somehow. the only reason- 
that they're thinking that. That's exactly what they're doing. And he's, that's what he's going to try. Everything you do to jack the price up. Well, that's the only benefit of, of investing with an activist investor is that they're going to just follow them along and they're going to, you know, you see, hopefully get out before they get out or right when concurrent when they get out. Yeah. It's Jeff easier Bezos, to do if you're working for him. Right. Jeff Bezos is in the uh, smart lot selling a lot of stocks, a lot of stock, a lot of Amazon. Now that he moved to Florida, no state sales tax on the sales. There's no state sales tax in Washington. Well, uh, I do differ with your conversation. Hear me out, okay? In 2022, Washington, or as some people would say, Washington State, imposed a new 7% capital gains tax on sales of stocks or bonds of more than $250,000. Well, that stinks. Yes. I didn't know this. Yes. In 2022. You know, the state this- has no, uh, the state is really a bad state. I can only, t- I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not commenting. There's reasons. We've, it's. That's it, because of the governor. It's mm-hmm. because of two things. I'll just tell you what it is if you want to know. Yep. The governor is a, uh, a fool and they, all the uh, elections are all by mail-in ballots. And ever since they started that, the state was always kind of a balanced Republican Democrat state. Ever since they all mail-in ballots in the state of Washington, boom, all, the Democrats took over the whole place. Just like that. Why? The Republicans can't do ballots? They can't fix, they can't rig them, I guess, the way that ah. the Democrats can. Oh, we're back to this again. We're getting, well, we do have to warm uh, up. We no do have to warm up the elections. It. Everyone, this has been documented forever. The mail-in ballots are so corruptible, it's not even funny. And you're like, oh, no, it's just fine. I, I would, I would agree. I do agree. That of all the different ways of casting your ballot, those mail-in is, is, could be the worst. Is the worst. No. What's the worst? Internet voting. Do they do that? Nobody does it. Oh, but yeah. that's what people <laughs> talk about every yeah. once in a while as though it'll be okay. Yeah, no good. That's no good. If, if, if we have the secret Chinese blah, 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 and the North Korean hooey daddies and the, the Russian... Can you imagine? So stupid as it is. Dumb is just, it's, it's, so, it's so the state lost. Okay. So the state loses Bezos. He moves to Florida mm-hmm. wisely. Yep. And well, how does that help Washington state, Washington state's economy in any way? It doesn't. Zero. As a matter of fact, uh, on the $2 billion sale that he did last week, he saved $140 million in taxes. And on the, 50 million shares that he's going to be selling over the next year is going to save at least 610 million. And by the way, when I say saved 610 million, that's 610 million that would have been directly into the coffers of Washington state. Yeah. Well, they weren't going to get it under any circumstances too much. Uh, But the point is, is that if he was in Washington state, he would, you know, he'd be spending money there and he's not there. He also didn't sell any shares once this rule became, uh, once it became a law. Yeah. He didn't sell any shares in 2022 or 2023. No, that's what you do. And he just waited till he found the right little, small little cottage in South Florida. Dude, he his cottage in Florida. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> and, uh, 
<laughs> in fact, the six hundred ten million that he saved, he yeah. could actually the one forty. He could buy a unbelievably nice place. Yeah, you could buy it on in in one of the key key points in Miami, right on the end. You could, you could take a beautiful house, knock it down, and build another one. Or two. Or two, yeah. And knock it down again. Yep. And now that Amazon is doing so well, I mentioned that Amazon's going to be replacing the Walgreens Boots Alliance in uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average as of the market open on February 26th. So that's next Monday. Yes. Yep. Elon Musk news. We haven't talked about Elon as much anymore. I'm so sick of him. He attended the premiere of Disney's Lola with Nelson Peltz. Now, Nelson Peltz is an activist who is trying desperately to get on the board of Disney. And as they're together there, everyone's like, hey, what, what, whoa, what's Elon Musk doing with Nelson Peltz? <laughs> and Musk makes a flippant remark about potentially wanting to buy Disney. Yeah, good, good luck. 420. You know, Elon is just like Trump. In what way? He says things. He always says things. So many things. It's like Trump and his, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to let the Russians take over NATO or whatever he said, you know, this vague, you know, I let bring them in if they didn't pay their bills. Yeah, that's bull crap. He's not going to do that. And Elon's not going to buy Disney. If anyone's going to buy Disney, it's going to be Apple. So, so with that as a backdrop, just give me your 30-second insight into why then they say these things. There's, there's got to be some kind of, I don't, pathological. I think they get social- a kick out of it. They like to see the reaction. They're troublemakers at heart. As rich as they all are, especially Elon, he's the richest guy there is. And but Trump's no slouch. And they and they get everybody all stirred up. It gives them some form. They I think they get a they get a rush out of it. I think they get a kick out of it. It's kind of sick. I mean, well. It's not. It wouldn't be. It's the sick part is that people take it seriously and they and they run with it. You know what? Forgive me, but it would seem that as a president of the United States, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less, uh, getting a kick out of. I don't know. It just seems very inappropriate. And I'm no square. Yeah, I don't know. I, a lot of people find it humorous. Okay. All right. I don't get it. Well, I'm one of them. I think it's funny. I th- I think Elon's hilarious. Well, you and find a Twitter. You too. find you find a Twitter post where a guy's on a skateboard falls and blows up. Funny. So <laughs> even just talking about funny. it, you find it First funny. First of all, I think that particular post you're talking about, which you must have seen, uh, I think it's bull crap. I think it's a. I think it's. I think it's a. It's edited to look that way. So the, the, for people out there who haven't seen this, you should look at it. It's like a, an Arab dressed in a, uh, with a, a, a dish dash up, uh, outfit. And he's on a, a one or two wheeled, uh, that there's one of those little skateboard type things that got that are self-balancing. They go like a bat out of hell. They're all over the place. They, people see him going up, this, up and down the street. So this guy's coming like a bat out of hell in this thing. The thing hits a rock or something. He st- flies off of it and, and then stumbles and stumbles and stumbles and then falls on his at, on his face. And then the, then he blows up because I guess he had a uh, 
a bunch of dynamite strapped around him. But the guy, you see this video, he's too skinny to have anything wrapped around him that you wouldn't have noticed. John's comment, by the way, on Twitter was, I think that this photo has been, I believe he said, I think this photo has been, or this video has been manipulated, but it's funny. It is. It is funny. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, lift earnings. Oops. A little oopsie. Just a slight, slight, little bitty oops. Stock finally makes a move on the uh, uh, after hours. A big, big, big move. I, I was actually thinking about buying the stock into earnings uh, from a, not because they, I wasn't quite sure, but I have tried for months to use Uber. The differential in pricing is absurd. Explain. $18 from my house to the airport on Lyft, $30 with Uber. That makes no sense. No, it makes no sense. This I was in. What does a regular yellow cab cost? The same as Lyft, $18. Yeah. Then, then I was in Washington, same thing. There was a few different places. So why are people My, using Lyfted or I'm sorry, using Uber I, at all? Because they don't check. What you oh, need is an app be. that will do comparisons and automatic booking online. An AI ride sharing app that will bridge all the different ride sharing services, maybe even make them uh, uh, bid for your for your business and then book it and lock it in. Well, let's get, I'll, I'll meet up with you next week and we'll put the company together. Only the second to my other idea that I had years ago, which is to unite all of the state toll roads where you put the little thing in your window and it takes a picture or whatever, just, you know, and, and you have to keep refilling it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The, the, the toll thing. Um, why not have it for every state, like a, a single pool? And then you have a company sitting on top of it that will then send out the money to the various states minus, I don't know, 5%. And I'm driving down the road this week. There you have it. Sun, Pla Sun Pass Plus good in 22 states now. Mm. Somebody took that good idea. Got a lot, I got a lot of, I got so many ideas that I never did. <laughs> that were good. Probably somebody that were bad too. Like pizza in a cup. Oh, that was, that was, who was that? Who was pizza in a cup? Pizza in a cup? Yeah, that was um, that was uh, a, a very famous movie. Uh, that was Steve Martin uh, in, what movie was it? The Jerk. Oh, The Jerk. Yeah, this Navin R. Johnson. Navin R. Johnson. Yep, that was his name in it. All right, let's uh, go back to this. This is important. This is cool. If I can just find it, I really want to talk about this. Okay. Oh, okay. So Lyft comes out with their earnings. And the uh, press release said the margin expansion was expected to be at least 500 basis points of 5% in 2024. Huge. Huge. Stock skyrocketed 60%. Mm, that's a nice pick. But on the call, Lyft CEO Aaron Brewer said the figure was incorrect. The actual increase would be... 50 basis points or half a percent. Oh, that's not good. Stock is uh, did move up about 30% for the day as earnings were better and outlook was better. Uh, stock is still down over 70% below its IPO price. This What's is one of those at? stocks they talk about. TAM, the words you got to stay away from. TAM and total addressable market. Um, the other one is uh, 
pathway to profitability. That's a bad one. We have a we have a, a path to profitability. As soon as I hear our total addressable market is 42 billion, we think that we see a very clear path to profitability. I'm like, get me out. <laughs> whatever that whatever this is, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm reminded of the uh, the TAM thing reminds me of a cable how cable TV works. If you can get on the cable as a little small network, you can claim to have this many po potential viewers, yeah. you know, in the millions and millions when in fact you have an audience of about, you know, 5,000. Right. It's like eyeballs. You know, we, have, we have, you know, the potential people that, that look at the Potential eyeballs. Yeah. You know. right, right. So AI, uh, NVIDIA, the chip maker at the heart of the artificial intelligence boom, disclosed investments in arm holdings, SoundHound AI, and the biotech company Recursion Pharmaceuticals, which is actually an interesting company. Um, all the companies went nuts after this news broke. All were generally related to AI. Recursion, though, from what I saw in some of the news pieces and a few pieces of research I read, actually is a very small investment and part of a payment of from an investment or something. It wasn't necessarily them directly investing in it. Uh, frostbite. You ever get frostbite of any sorts or, or close to? I've never had frostbite. Of course not. But it hurts when you get that cold. Did you have it? I have not. I have a friend who is a podiatrist who sent me pictures of a guy who had frostbite so bad, he just took his toes off and put them in a paper bag and handed it to him in the emergency room. That's bad. Yeah, his toes just fell off. That's... No. And he was in a bag. He showed me pictures. I'm like, why, why, why are you showing me pictures of this? He says, it's funny. He's like a, he's like you. It's with a bad sense of, he's like a sense of humor like you. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Look at the toes in the bag. It's funny. Anyway, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration on Wednesday approved ICOS, E-I-C-O-S -E Sciences Injection, making the first ever treatment to, to treat severe frostbite in adults. The treatment, which will help reduce the risk of amputation, Will be sold under the brand name Orluminium, or 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 it can't be like Frostbite X or something like that. God forbid. <laughs> it's got to be Frostbite Stopper. Yeah, it's got to be Orlumin, Orumlin. How do you say that? Or well, that's the active ingredient. Our uh, our lumen. Our lumen, and it and is the product would be Loprost. Loprost. So there you go. It. Uh, is uh, opens blood vessels and prevents clotting. It was originally approved for in 2004 for the treatment of pulmonary arterial hypertension. Hmm. Uh, we talked about that. Restocking is seen as keeping prices high. China, Europe, United States, all restocking their uh, their various uh, you know stores facilities. And that's that. All right, let's get to the game, shall we? Sure. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk. 
along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Yeah, things are looking really good at the top here. Yeah, the top is great. It's like we had a moment in time that we were geniuses. We couldn't do... We couldn't miss. <laughs> we got a 31 gainer and a 32 gainer and a 36 gainer, which is not like it's out of control with like 200% gainer, but it's within the confines of the game, which require a steady uh, movement as opposed to anything that jerks around just a little bit gets us kicked right off. Mm -hmm. So that's like a problem. Toast had a good week last week. Interesting. Something interesting happened with Toast. They came out before their earnings announcement. I think the day before or the, I think it was the day before. Uh, let me think about this. Or maybe in the afternoon before with the discussion about cutting the workforce. I mean, it was like this weird thing. If, if you would ask me, okay, what does that mean? Define, you know, do a little bit of divining of the tea leaves. I would say, you know, to be very honest with you, them having an announcement like that. Before the earnings announcement, not a good thing. It's a fallback mechanism so that if earnings aren't good, they say, whoa, 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 look, whoa, whoa, we've been doing a lot of cost cutting here. And they confirm that with what they've done already. So they set the stage. Meanwhile, the well, stock- I should have mentioned, I should have mentioned that this stock is up 52%. 52%. Got on lows there. This is your best pick. Yeah, we got this for clients too. It's it's uh it's a nice pick. Yeah, it's a good, good, excellent pick. So uh they came out with earnings. They talked about uh, one of the things was that their their growth revenue factors were really much better. Still not making much money at all. Uh, I think they're losing money still. But the, the, when you look at the the trajectory, it's actually pretty good for them. And with uh, the company going to an expense saving mode, that's going to help out the margins and help out the you know uh, profit line in the next couple of quarters. Cool stuff. What else we got? CRISPR Therapeutics, oh, that was up only 36%. That's not so good. It's up 36%. Yeah, all the superstar picks at this moment in time are yours. Mm. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear that. What? I forgot. What did I say? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Apple is uh, my most your pick. That's your pick short. It, you're nowhere to be found. It's, it's nothing. I mean, nothing's happening. It's just, it's, it's, Apple's lying flat is what it's doing. Yeah, totally. It, I, I went short at 180, 127, and now it's, at 14, so it's up a whole whopping point, oh seven percent. And you got 60, 60 cents differential on your Boeing picks. That's nowhere. That's okay. That's fine. That's okay. It could be, you know, in bad shape. Um, my pets.com, oh no, my fresh pets short is actually down 5.7%, which is just amazing to me. Um, got a little ways to go on. None of the shorts are really doing that well, except no. for, uh, your AMD short. Yep, 6%. And that was uh, on... Uh, not, not killing it. 4.5% today. I have one stock I'm going to pick, Palantir, which is going to probably be down early morning tomorrow on the heels of the Palo Alto numbers and all of the heels of the potential continued selling and some tech. But I like the latest earnings report that came out. And I think that the um, when, when you look at what the company does and the pocket that it's in with government contracts and with cybersecurity 
and with um, data and AI, it's it's pretty well situated. So we're going to put Palantir, P-L-T-R, on the list. I've got, obviously, a Palo Alto Networks. Oh, yeah, P-A-N-W. Got to get that for you. But I want us to drop it. I'm going to go back to the well and look at a uh, look at uh, some insider tr- uh, uh, buys, and uh, I'm going to add Sable Offshore Corp. S O C. You're going to do a long on Palo Alto, right? Yeah, this is a long too. And this is bounce, I guess, because it's down. Um, what yeah, what was the bounce. symbol? S-O-C. Did you have this before? No, I don't oh. think so. Oh, you're saying back to the well. well. I guess back to the well. Well, I mean, back to the well, meaning I'm going with, I'm not going to start looking at charts and doing anything fancy. I'm just going to go, well, here, this guy just bought $60 million worth or, or some amount. Actually, he didn't buy that much. But uh, it's enough to, uh, it's enough to uh, make me want to buy it. No, it was actually, it was $60 million. He bought sixty million. He's a director. Just wow, bought, it's a lot of money. Bought it at ten. It's at twelve. So he's already made a lot of money. And uh, but yeah, sixty million dollars worth. Uh, it seems to me when somebody does that, yeah, they're serious. They're they're serious. Yeah, they're serious. This is not chump change. I mean, it might be for Jeff uh, for uh, Jeff Bezos, but uh, sixty million is a lot of money for anybody. Yeah, it has to be. I hope so. So we got SOC. Sable Offshore Corp for insiders. We got, we got, we got, um, what do we have here? Palo Alto Networks for Bounce. And I got yeah, Palantir bounce. for Govy Contracts and AI. We're set. We're set. All right. I will, yes, I will see you again next week. All right. We'll do. All right. Thanks. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. (laughs) Yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the icy stack. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.